In spite of the cold, snowy weather, I was very hot all the time because I was very pregnant. One night I was burning up, but I didn't dare open the window in our apartment bedroom for fear that my husband, Joe Hamilton, sleeping next to me, might wind up freezing to death. So I went into the second bedroom, opened the window to let the cold night air blow in, and plopped myself down on top of the covers. At last, I was finally comfortable. The next morning, I woke up refreshed after a good night's sleep and found myself covered in a lovely white blanket of snow, which had blown in sideways through the open window during the night. Heaven. I went into labor the evening of December 4th. Small pains at first, but we knew this was it. Joe and I checked into the hospital around 8 o'clock, and I was assigned to a labor room. The night nurse, Louise, I remember her name because it was my mother's name, helped me get undressed and issued me the regular hospital uniform, a singularly unattractive knee-length gown opening in the back. She hung up my dress and coat in the closet, put my boots on the shelf, and led me to a rather lumpy bed. I obediently got in, and she hoisted up some metal bars on both sides. I figured she must be worried that I might roll off onto the floor and bounce down the hall. A doctor on duty came in to examine me, and my water broke immediately. A short while later, Joe was ushered in and was advised by Louise that he might as well go home because it looked like it would be a long night. I secretly wished he could stay with me, but in those days, a father wasn't necessarily a welcome figure in the labor room. Louise promised Joe she'd call him when the time drew near. They left, and I was alone in the dark. The nurse had given me a shot, and I dozed off thinking, well, hey, this labor thing wasn't really as difficult as they say. The next thing I remember is waking to the sound of some woman from the cell next to mine screaming, Oh my God! Oh my God! Get this out of me now! I dozed off again, still confident that my labor was going to be a snap. Wrong. I was awakened by pains coming fast and hard. I called out for Louise. She came in, gave me a few ice chips to chew on, and assured me that all was well, and left me once again. All was well, my foot. I thought the shot they had given me earlier was going to make this whole business easier, it only made me drunk. So drunk that I sat up, pushed the bed bars down, got up, waddled over to the closet, and proceeded to get dressed. I put on my dress and coat and was trying to squeeze into my boots when Louise came back in. Mrs. Hamilton, what are you doing? Leaving. But you can't. Look, I reasoned. I didn't feel like this when I came in, so I won't feel like this when I get out of here. Well, she got me back into that god-awful gown and into that god-awful bed, and the whole thing started back up with a vengeance. Before long, I found myself sounding just like my next-door neighbor. Carrie Louise Hamilton, my firstborn child, arrived the morning of December 5th at 11.20 a.m., they placed her in my arms, and when I looked at my little miracle, 
All that pain quickly became a dim memory. I remember wanting Carrie to walk by her first birthday. She'd already taken the first few baby steps by the time she was 11 months old, but only when we walked together so that she could hold on to my little finger. And then I came up with a brilliant idea. I would hold on to one end of a large handkerchief, give Carrie the other end, which substituted for my little finger. It worked. Together, we walked up and down the hall of our apartment several times a day for about a week, and she never fell down. Then came the day when I quietly dropped my end of the handkerchief, but continued to walk beside her. Not noticing, she walked without my help to the end of the hall. I was so excited. I.